Welcome to episode number 135 for September 4th, 2011. This is Taking With You. Hi, Aim. Hello. Here we go. We've been down to the bottom. Stories we got when we hit rock bottom. If you can there, put your hands in the air.
So there you go. That's uh, Toby Mac. Remember him from DC Talk? I sure do. Yeah, and that song is cool. Talks about uh, a lot of interesting things, kind of like what we're going to talk about on the show today. We uh, we have a special guest today that I interviewed. Uh, Phil Donaldson will be with us, and he's got some really interesting things to say about recovering from broken relationships. In this case, he's going to be talking about uh, his divorce and how he has got through that with the help from God. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a very interesting, interesting show. Yeah. So um, what are we doing first? Are we going to talk about what's going on at our house? We sure can if you want to. Then we got a bunch of different comments. We asked some uh, questions on Facebook about um, what the hardest thing about divorce was or how it's affected you. <clears throat> and we got lots of comments and they're all really interesting comments. I'm still trying to find the comments. You're still trying to find them? Yes, because I think you asked them like um, five days ago. Asked yeah, question, and I post so. a lot, don't I? Yeah. You post a lot. I post a lot. You're funny. I usually post maybe once a week or something, sometimes not even that much. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll be yeah. right back with what's going on at our house, and then, then we'll get into the interview. This is actually going to be a part, two, or there's going to be two parts to this. So you get part one of the interview this time, and then next week you get part two of the interview. Plus, we actually get to hear some music from Phil. He's a musician, uh, a worship leader. He sings and writes music and plays music. Today we're going to be listening to a song that a friend of his sang, but he produced. So he did all the music and everything, and his friend sang it. And then next week we're actually going to hear a song that he sang on. Very cool. Yeah, so I think everybody's going to enjoy yeah, this program. I, I knew he's a worship leader, but I don't I don't think I'd ever heard him sing. He's got an awesome voice. Everybody's going to love his music. So yeah. stick around. We'll be right back. Ah, Taking With You with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. And the newest, latest, greatest episode of Waffle On has to do with the movie The Blues Brothers. Remember? I'm on a mission from God. You know, I don't know that I ever watched that movie. You're all kidding. The way through. No, Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. The band! The band! You didn't? You never watched it? No. That? 
I think I've watched little parts of it, but well, then you need to listen to Waffle On then. Oh, do I? Sure, okay. listen to it all about uh, the Blues Brothers. We love Meds, and we don't know we don't really know Cal, but we love him too. So uh, listen to their their podcast. It rocks. We of course had Meds and Natalie, his wife Natalie, on the show not too long ago. Yeah. By the way, today is really a fun day here in our neighborhood. So if you hear noises in the background, we've got neighbors building things and kids playing. And it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day in our neighborhood. A beautiful day. Neighbors. Won't you be be my neighbor? Hello. Hello, boys and girls. Let me put on my polyester sweater and my sneakers. You know, Mr. Rogers. Not everybody got that, I would imagine. Oh, I actually saw Mr. Rogers' um, polyester sweater in this, I think it was the Smithsonian or something. Really? Or some national museum. That's pretty cool. And I got to see... um, It's pretty cool, I guess. I got to see Dorothy's um, ruby Ruby slippers slippers in in Washington, D.C. Our capital of the United States has very important things in their museums. Okay, yeah. Mr. Rogers' sweater. Those are important things. Dorothy's from Wizard of Oz red ruby slippers. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's nice. So what's been yeah. going on around our house this week? What's been going on for you? Well, more work and Catherine successfully started her first week of high school online. Oh boy. And um she did she's done very well and was surprised when she got a laptop in the mail. Like well, that? maybe we should start a song because it's kind of like a nice rhythm to do a song. No, no, you're saying bad words in England. Bum diddy is a bad word. Bum is, yes. Oh, is that like saying donkey? Yeah, it is. Oh, sorry. So you're just saying. Sorry, okay. everybody in England. We're sorry. My wife doesn't understand do-wop, these things. Do-wop, no, do-wop. Do-wop. No, is that a bad word somewhere, too? <laughs> how about if we just don't sing? Okay. We'll be fine. Yes. Anyway, we are, uh, our neighbors are working on a project, so you're going to hear some and stuff. It's usually it's kind of quiet on the site side of their house, but, but they're, they're busy they're, putting in a carport, yeah, replacing, replacing some stuff. Replacing their so. carport stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. Amy, uh, what else yeah. has been going on with the school? You get that? Would you quit Wait, looking I, at your well, iPod? I, stop. I got messed up, and I'm trying to find that impromptu question. Okay, all right. And I'm giving up. Well, you don't need to do it while we're doing the podcast. You can uh-huh. wait. We can push pause. Okay. So, we um, Catherine has done really well. She's taken a couple of quizzes so far, and um, I know her algebra quiz. She was really excited because she got a hundred percent on it. That figures, but <laughs> and Get she's it? doing figures. really well in her French algebra. class. And I'm not sure that wee, she's, wee. I'm not sure that she's had a lot of um, things that had to be graded yet on her other classes. I doubt it. And she got she, she got her laptop in the mail, so she's got that all set up. And yeah, we were kind of surprised that they sent her one. Well, it's an online school, so yeah. Well, she had a laptop she bought last year for when she did school on her computer. Yeah, for, with the, the school district school wants right you to have something that will work with everything. And then yeah. the cool part is she, she actually uh, has a headset and she goes on online and has like different classes that she has to meet at certain times at. And mm-hmm. then she enters the the room with 
many other people that are taking the high school courses on it. Now, I've been gone at work when she's had her live sessions. Does she actually talk or do uh, no, they mostly most, type? Well, it would be too confusing if everybody in the class talked. So they, they have a there's, live chat. Can I finish? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they, jeez. <laughs> so the teacher talks and explains some things and then opens it up for questions. And then they're able to interact that way. So it's it's just like being in a regular class, except you're not there. You're there, but you're yeah, not. I, I did a bunch of um, like orientation with her, and they actually have a raise a hand button. Yeah. So um, if they have a question, they can click on that, like you're raising your hand in a classroom. Yeah. And, she um, even got to see video of uh, her French teacher who uh, pushed the button and talked to the, all the kids via video as well. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite an elaborate setup, actually. Yeah, and... Um, one of the things we were having a hard time figuring out, maybe some of our um, foreign friends across the pond. Foreign friends? That sounds our, nice. Our pond, across the pond friends. How about people from the UK? The UK right. or what, what Europe. Are you, what? Um, she's having a hard time figuring out how to type in French because they have different little marks over the vowels. Yeah. And um, I think she kind of figured out a way to do it. Um, but it, you have to go to the special symbols, um, settings in Word, and then you have to type in certain codes. And So are there shortcuts to actually there making? There are some shortcuts. And so I, I told her, well, why don't you write those on a 3 by 5 card for the, the vowels that she would use most often so she can remember the shortcuts. Uh, you have to, like, push Control and Alt and um, put a a code in to make the it's quite complicated interesting yeah it's it's not easy typing in a different language when your our computers are set up for english but yeah that's how that works but hopefully she'll learn french very well cool and then maybe someday we can go to um visit our friends in england and then take the they have like this underwater they have this underwater train, I think, that will take you from England to France. Okay. And then you can take a train all over Europe. But wow. We'll see. You have to have money to do that. <laughs> and, yeah. <true>. And time. <laughs> money and time. Two little things that are... We could podcast on the road. Yeah. You think you'd want to go with us? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. I'd like to see my friends. Yeah, you'd like to. You probably would stay in, in England, and we would go on to your, the mainland. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> You're over my head. Yeah. 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 Okay, so, so that's been the fun, the, exciting the things school, you've done this yeah, weekend. Yeah, that and work, and yeah. came home um, Friday night, and you had a wedding you were doing, so I had to quickly get ready to go to that. Yeah. And, um, then today I've just been doing laundry and laundry and... And then later today I go do the yeah. ceremony for the wedding and then, uh... And then what and then tomorrow, tomorrow? We're excited because my friend Tim, uh, from Oregon is coming to spend a couple of days with us and we're gonna... We've got some fun things planned that he doesn't even know about yet. Yeah. So if he listens to this, he, I won't say what we're doing yet. We'll, we'll get him on the program for next week. How's that sound? He listens to our podcast. Yeah, and, and a good friend of mine right? from the Treks and Sci-Fi podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the forums over there. I, I uh, met him on there, and uh, he's actually been up once before. I think one thing he requested is that I make my Swedish pancakes again. And so she's got those. She's going to make them. Yeah, so Catherine has a couple ideas for other breakfasts. Yeah. I think well, we'll she see. wants to make 
Oh. Cinnamon roll pancakes. Okay, yeah. like the Death to Rick pancakes is what those are well, called. They're like a pancake, and then you make a swirl of the stuff that you usually put inside cinnamon oh, rolls. Oh, my goodness. On the pancake. Uh-huh. And then you do a couple of those, and then you put those together and put um, frosting on top. My goodness. Yeah. Well, I like it when guests come over. That's great. Yeah. You know, this week was, um, uh, a, I got lots done this week. I got a project all finished up for the company called Bible Teaches. Now I can tell you what I was working on. Okay. Um, it's a, um, it's an iPad app that is a puzzle, biblical puzzles for kids. Mm-hmm. So they put these shapes and everything together and then it plays music. But the music part wasn't done until now. And so mm-hmm. in about a week or so, you'll be able to purchase this app on your iPad and get to hear music done in my studio with the neighbor kids. I actually brought the neighbor kids in and they sang on it. And this is this is a little example of what it sounded like. That was a lot of fun. You know, I did all the music on the iPad. Mm-hmm. See, I knew I was going to bring up the iPad. Yes. I, yes. I did all the music on the iPad and then brought it into um, my Adobe Audition program and then had the kids come in. There was three kids and had them sing um, three or four times and it created the kids choir. Cool, huh? Mm-hmm. And yeah. they loved it. They, they, I got five stars on my ratings for the job. So and that was his- happy. Is the music downloaded to the app yet? Have you tried no, I, that today? I, no, I said it's a, it's a, it's. I told everybody it'll be out in a week. Oh, in a week. I'm sorry. I guess I didn't listen very well. Well, they have to update the 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 thing. You can actually go find it right now by going into the app store and typing Bible teaches, and you'll see this little puzzle program. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be updated. I and think it the, has cute puzzles, but if you want the cute puzzles and the music you have to wait till they update it yeah yeah and then so if you purchase the app you'll be able to hear all the songs we did in the studio and it's really fun five or six of them six songs six songs yeah Yeah. and we it was really fun because i got to really challenge my musicianship because i had i wanted to use exclusively the ipad to try and see if i could do that Mm -hmm. Uh, just to challenge myself and it actually came out way great i mean i'm very happy with the quality of it now you did some of the this parts you did on thumb jam but some of them you actually no i did nothing on thumb jam oh so you did garage band i did garage band on the ipad did you midi up your keyboard for the piano parts i did i did i did okay so i played into the ipad okay so you used you used the ipad to record the music and then Mm -hmm. then you midi the ipad up with your computer it's true to do the voices Yep, and then or that, yeah. not only did I work on that project last week, but I also wrote a video promo for... I didn't write the promo. Well, I don't know how to describe this. Okay, Meds and Stefan wrote the the lines to it. I had a vision and an idea after picking Stefan's brain for hours 
came up with an idea for a video promo for the Rose of Mars. And so I did the promo. Uh, I mean, I sent it to him. My son Nathan is going to be working on the actual video part of it. It's like a, a promo for the series, mm-hmm. for the audiobook. And anyway, I did all that stuff, and I came up with this idea of these shots and everything. So I described them, and I sent that to Stefan. Then he sent it back with some revisions, and I recorded the, the audio part of it. And then I did the soundtrack to it and sent that in. So I was busy, busy, busy this week. And on top of that, mm-hmm. I wrote a tribute to the most cool movie ever, The Last Starfighter. Ah, so are we going to hear that? I haven't heard that yet. You want to hear it? It's really cool. It's it's uh, the, the movie The Last Starfighter was made in 1984. I remember watching <coughs> it with you while we were while we were dating. Well, that would have been a couple of years afterwards because we didn't know each other in 1984. Oh, well, but we watched it when we were dating. We did. Mm-hmm. And it was a great movie, but I wrote a tribute to it, and an original song. Okay. This is not a parody. This is an original tune called Get Ready for Blast Off. Okay. So here it is right now on uh, Take Him With You. Take a listen. Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sur and the Kodan Armada. Get ready. Prepare for blast off. In a dusty trailer. My destiny to be served I put another quarter in the stand-up arcade machine I'll defend the universe in the Ryland Star League Galactic greetings, young star Fighter. 
Good show, Starfighter. Way to go. Yes. What Brought back a lot of memories. Yeah? You you never heard that song before till just now. We we don't have very many Blu-rays, but that is one of the ones that we do have. And I enjoyed yeah. watching the behind the scenes. Took me that back to the old days. That was really cool, wasn't it? Well, it was one of the first movies where they used a, um, very much CGI. Yeah. It was really a, a landmark type of um, movie. Yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't <coughs> Star Wars or no, but or it was Star every, Trek, it, but it, it, it was a it good... It was an 80 kids teenage, dream. It was a good, you know, young teenage movie. It was every kid's dream to be able to, to get into a video game and play and be part of it. Yeah, and then get recruited for this intergalactic... Star League. Star League, yeah. Did you like the song? Yeah, you did very well on it. Thank you, dear. You're welcome. Not your favorite style, but you know. Not exactly. I'm working on a brand new song that uh, is going to come out hopefully tomorrow um, for uh, Rico Dosti, the guy that does Treks and Sci-Fi. It's his sixth anniversary. He's been doing the podcast for six years now. I'm not sure when you're going to have time to do that because our day is packed. I already know when I'm going to do it. I already have the song. I wrote the lyrics. So... I've written the lyrics. I have a feeling you're going to be up really late tonight. No, no. This is going to yeah. be, this. no, this mm-hmm. is a cool song. It's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We'll see. Do you want to have a wager on whether you're going to be in bed by one in the morning or not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do we wager? Let's we don't see. usually wager. Let's see. Right here on Trex and Sci-Fi, we're going to gamble. Or uh, Trex and Sci-Fi. Take him with you. This isn't Trex and Sci-Fi. By the way, I'm going to guest host Trex and Sci-Fi coming up oh. on the worst episodes of the, of Star Trek. Oh, well, well, Jen and Angela already did that. Mm, well, they do. They talk about bloopers, but this one in particular is about the episode of uh, Shades of Grey where they did the clip show. Remember when they ran out of money to do the series? And so they their budget constraints made them, they had to do like a little subplot, and then they brought all these clips back from the Is that from the, the previous one season. where um, Riker got bit by something? The plant monster. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, that was a really bad episode. So I'm covering that one. Yeah. Am I am I guest hosting with you or are you doing this by yourself? Oh, I think it'd be hilarious if you guest hosted, but I, I don't know but if you will, I'd but that would be really that. funny. I'd have to you watch would. that episode over again and, and that would be kind of cruel and unusual I think you should. Punishment. I think that's it. You're gonna guest host with me because that would be hysterical to uh watch the show and talk about it. Because you you guys will not believe this is my life. <laughs> when we're watching like a Star Trek show, I will comment on the show, but she'll just be going. She goes on all these rabbit trails. It's very funny. So <laughs> that might be a hilarious episode. So that's what oh, we'll do. We'll we just see. made a decision right now. Okay. As long as Rico's okay with that, I have to ask him. Well, our, you know, be kind of monumental because that the first podcast we ever did together was um, guest hosting yeah, for Treks and, and Sci-Fi. Yeah, Mother's Day. Mother's Day 2009? Edition. Where I talked about the women in Star Trek. A couple, three years ago, wasn't it now? And came with all my notes. Yes, you did. You were going to tell the world. Going to tell the world what I thought about the women in Star Trek. And you did. And motherhood. You should really really get the anomaly ladies to interview you. You think so? (laughs) Why would they want to interview me? Because you're a geeky lady. Well, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But I think... I, I think I'm the biggest geek when it comes to, like, Facebook and my Kindle. 
Yeah. Those are my geekiest things. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what's been going on in our house. Mm -hmm. Lots of good stuff. And uh, we will uh, be back in just a moment and we'll jump into our subject and then play the interview with Phil Donaldson, which you will really like. And then we're going to play a song that he uh, arranged and recorded. And I think everybody's going to enjoy it. Be very, very encouraging to, to anybody that's ever been affected by divorce. Either you've gone through a divorce or you've been in a family that's gone through a divorce or had relatives that have gone through a divorce. This is really, really good information that is very encouraging and will will really go for helping people get through that loss and that tough time. Mm-hmm. So stick around. Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because? Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce. And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward. And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077th podcast. And you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yep. Like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows. Like Lost? Uh Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written. And we'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why? Just because... Visit us at because.podbean.com and in iTunes. Alan Joyce, you guys rock. (laughs) You said that funny. Rock. I thought you were going to (laughs) burp. I'm trying to get really low, but I don't have a low voice. You really rock. I sound like I'm belching. you, You could have a low voice but you have to put it through your computer and change it around i could do that i could okay i can do like this i could go alan joyce you go you do so many podcasts you're just incredible and you guys rock with power tools what do you think well through the magic um, of special effects yeah, it, yeah. Um, very good, dear, I guess. Mm, yeah. that, is that what I always say? Very good, dear. Very good, dear. Very good, dear. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get into our subject for the day. This is a, a very, this is a subject that, really a topic that, I don't know, I don't know anybody who's not touched by it. Yeah. And, you know, I know a lot of families that have had divorce in them. I know a lot of my friends, a lot of people that I know have experienced divorce and it is not it's not something you walk around and talk about every day even though it's it's part of our society and that you know statistics now it's over 50% of the people that get married will get divorced mm-hmm. so it's not the greatest statistics in the whole wide world obviously but there are people that um you know have gone through this or people that have been affected by divorce and and there there needs to be some type of recovery because really if you say divorce that word conjures up a lot of different things but mostly it conjures up pain yeah. And and heartache and well, suffering it's because kind of, it's not a very it's fun a, thing. It's a grief. I'm a, kind of a form of grief or a form of loss. Yeah. That happens um you know 
sometimes a loss of a dream or expectation or well, anytime a friendship. Well, anytime you're going to get married, you, there's there is that you you share those hopes and those dreams for the future and everything. And when that mm-hmm. person is then, you know, when things get rough or rocky or you decide to split up and and break up and and then dissolve the marriage, that is a um, that's a huge loss, and you know it's the, it's really interesting. I think one of the reasons that it's so painful is it, you have to look in the Bible to find out why. And and when we read the Bible, there's a very interesting passage in Genesis, and it talks about um, therefore the man shall leave his father, his and father mother. and mother, and, and and it says he shall cleave to his wife, mm-hmm. and and vice versa. The woman shall leave her parents and to her husband and the two become one flesh one flesh mm-hmm. now this is a really interesting scripture because um you know we don't i mean people that get married don't turn into one person but spiritually they do it's kind of spiritually they're intermingled right and mm-hmm. so so it makes complete sense that when that is split up or broken up because that's why the Bible says, "What what God has joined together, let no man uh, put asunder or or separate." Um, because God knows how much pain is involved when you don't follow through with the vows, mm-hmm. and and there's a part of you that is taken away because it's in that person. There's I don't know how to describe it, that but it, but I, all I know is it's biblical, and that's the reason it hurts so bad is because you leave a part of yourself. You never get that back. Well, you have a big investment in a mm-hmm. in a marriage, you know. I mean, sometimes by the d- time you've had um been married one day, you spent a lot on a wedding, you know, you've taken a lot of time getting prepared for marriage, and then you expect all that you've put into this to last a lifetime. Right. And um, sadly, um, in in the United States anyway, 50% of the time, that's mm-hmm. not the case. Yeah. So what do you do to comfort those who have had their heart ripped well, into? Well, here's the other aspect of that. For some reason, um, because I mean, divorce is very prevalent now in our society, mm-hmm. but it does seem like um, people that are divorced are like sometimes treated like second-class citizens. Like... Like because their marriage failed, that they are not, um, that they're unworthy or they're or they're bad or whatever. And that you know, the fact is, everybody makes mistakes, mm-hmm. and marriage included. Sometimes there's mistakes that happen there, and it ends. And you know, it always takes two to tango. And and even even if somebody's been unfaithful to somebody else, I mean, there there's all sorts of reasons for it. But the point is, people walk around devastated, and and their life is crippled. And 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 maimed because of divorce, and they feel awful about it, and they don't go forward, and that is that's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Because and, there, I asked Phil a mm-hmm. really interesting question, and well, next week um, when I ask him this particular question, I ask him, "Is there life after divorce?" Mm-hmm. And he had a very interesting answer, and you'll hear it next week. But uh, this yeah. week we talked a little bit about who he is, where he comes from, and then we talked a little bit about some of the things that led up to him getting a divorce and it's fascinating stuff and i really encourage people to listen to it but we did ask a question on facebook mm-hmm. and the question was the question is how has divorce affected you in your life 
and and we got quite a few different We've got answers. A lot. We probably will just read a few. Because why don't you we pick a couple? Like fifteen. Yeah. Why don't you pick a couple of them? Maybe different ones. You know, okay. that don't say yeah. the same thing. Um, Rick says, when my friend's parents were divorced, I was twelve. I didn't understand it, and knew how upset he was. My parents divorced after I was an adult. My wife helped me through that time. It damaged my relationship with my mom for a decade, and I had to forgive her to restore it. My younger brothers and sisters were um, at home were badly affected. Three dropped out of school without graduating. Two saw jail time. Three struggled with alcohol and or drugs. They all, um, all are still messed up after 25 years. Divorce is a terrible thing. Sadly, I have had to see my own son have to to go um, through it. It's hard dealing with an um, ex-daughter-in-law. So he's really been, his family's very affected by a divorce. And, and not all the time is it that extreme, but sometimes it is. Well, I know? think, no, I think most of the time it's pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. It's just maybe in different ways. In different ways. Yeah, I, I think anytime. You know, and it's a really interesting thing. that The Bible does say that God hates divorce. And I think and it, this he is doesn't why. hate divorced people. Yeah. And he, 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 it's, but the consequences, he knows it hurts people. Right. And that's why he hates it because it hurts the hearts of people. Mm-hmm. Okay. One other comment and then we're going to go ahead and play oh. the interview. Well, I don't, there's so many. Maybe we, can I do a couple more? Sure. Sure. Um, there's so many. There's a couple of short ones. Melissa said, I was 28 when my parents divorced. My relationship with my dad has been non existent since. And Alan says, my parents divorced when I was 15. It's still too painful to talk about. Wow. So it is it, so, it is something that's very prevalent in our society. There's so many other comments. It, you, they can go to your Facebook page if they want to read And they read can read them. all those comments, yeah. Um, there are a lot. And, and um, another one, I'll just paraphrase. Someone um, later said that um, at first... They had a really hard time, um, but then they they had to learn to forgive their parents, and then they were able to to have a relationship. But and I think that was a common thread. Yeah, there was, was a lot having of, yeah. to forgive, but it does upset a child's life, and I think that that is one of the hardest things about divorce is if there's children involved. Um, so. And it, so, even after the children are raised, we read a couple there that, that you know really the parents problems, yeah. got divorced after yeah. the kids were raised, and that still affected the children's life. Well, and and we're not doing this podcast to say, oh, you're bad if you got a divorce or if you've been affected by it. Not at all. Mm-hmm. The, the reason we're doing it is try to encourage people on some of the ways that they can get through that. And and you'll hear Phil talk about forgiveness. You'll hear him talk about. Lots of different concepts and things that were very, very helpful in his life. And I think it'll be very helpful in our listeners' lives, too. I think if, if you're listening to the podcast and if you've been affected at all by divorce, this will be really therapeutic and uh, probably very beneficial to you if you listen to the interview. So mm-hmm. so without any further ado, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with the interview. We're only going to play half the interview today, and then a song that um, that Phil has produced and a friend of his sang. It's very, very good. And then we'll uh, pray for everybody, and then we'll head on out. So uh, here you go. This is my uh, interview with Phil Donaldson, 
part one right here on Take Him With You right after this. Big Brother? No. Survivor? No. The Office? Angela, then what do we talk about? Gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, and geek stuff. Really? Yes. Cool. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And you need to listen to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom converge. Find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Well, through the magic of Skype, as I have often said on this program, uh, we are really, really blessed to have with us a great friend of mine, Phil. Phil, welcome to Take Him With You. Hey, Rick. Glad Uh, to be here. Thanks, man. I am so glad that you are here to talk with us today. You know, we've been doing a, uh, a series or started a series on relationships and uh, talking about restoration of relationships and how we deal with uh, relationships that go maybe maybe bad on us and and how to recover from those type of situations. When I um, when I first met you, I met you on the Treks and Sci-Fi forums. Yeah. That was where yeah. that's where we kind of got to know each other. Yeah, and. Yeah, it would- Go ahead. Yeah, it was really cool to meet you on there. I didn't I really didn't know where you were coming from at first. And then as I got to know you a little bit more, um I found out that you are a believer in Christ. Yes, indeed. Wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> so that was really quite cool. And I think you approached me on it. I think you said something cuz I had said something about church or something about I don't remember how it all worked out. You probably know better than I do. I, I don't remember things and that well. And my spiritual spidey sense went woo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got that tingly feeling. That's right. <laughs> and uh the rest they say was history. But no, we became pretty good friends uh, just kind of chatting back and forth uh behind the scenes and you know It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is kind of cool actually. And now, quite honestly, you're you're a great encouragement. I have a few people that are pretty encouraging in my life and none of them live in the same town as I do. Isn't that <laughs> In fact, they wow. live long ways away. I've got a friend in Australia, I've got a friend in Texas, I've got a friend in in uh uh, New Jersey, you, uh, and uh, another in Arizona, and just all these different, Canada, just tons of different places. And I don't know what my life would be without these relationships of people that are very encouraging in my life. So thanks for being encouraging, Phil. I appreciate it. Hey, glad to be uh, glad to be helpful and uh, useful. <laughs> well, as we started our podcast, um, one of the goals was to encourage people that were listening. Most of our listeners, there's a few people that that listen to our show that go to church, but quite a vast majority of the folks that listen to Taking With You aren't really into the church scene and maybe have never really been or were when they were young but kind of walked away from that and they may they probably believe in God but maybe you know in a in a different term than what would be the traditional evangelical way um but there's a lot of people that listen to the program that that are that are spiritual people but they just they haven't been participating in something as far as organized religion is concerned and mm-hmm. and one of our goals was to try and encourage people to have a relationship with God. 
Well, to do that, um, sometimes you got to work through some of the difficult things in life. And there are a lot of difficult things. I don't know about you, but for me, I have come up against some pretty tough walls to climb in my life and thought, I don't know how I'm ever going to do this. And through the grace of God and the help of God and my belief in him, um, that faith in Christ has really helped me get over that wall. Not just not just faith in Christ, but faith in in the the blessing that it is to have friends that believe as well, and so on and so forth. And so uh, when we came to this particular series where we were talking about relationships, I remember you briefly sharing with me a while back that you um, were you had gone through a divorce, and it was pretty devastating on you, and it was tough, and that you had said that God was really helping you through it. And mm-hmm. I, I kept that in the back of my mind. And then when we came to this particular subject, I thought, I want to interview Phil about this because I think I think there's a lot of people out there that that have gone through divorce or maybe are contemplating a divorce or maybe they're going through it right now. And there isn't a lot of places. I mean, there's I mean, I guess there's therapy and stuff. You can talk to a counselor or something. But I think there's a lot of people that just, you know, it's a painful thing. They don't want to talk about it or think about it. They just want to get it over with or forget about it. But I do think that there is a, an element that happens to us that uh, we need to talk about. How do we recover from devastation like divorce? Because de- divorce is not fun. Definitely. And um I had a friend actually um, who had gone through a, a divorce uh, when I was living in the Poconos, maybe a couple of years before me, and he had mentioned that uh, most of his, just about all of his friends, had abandoned him when he was going through his divorce because it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah, well, you don't know what to say, mm-hmm. and you and you sometimes you don't know what to do because you want to do something to make it all better, but you can't. Right. Well, and what's interesting about that was, you know, my pastor had addressed that by um, taking me to uh, the book of Job, and he um, showed me that when Job, Job's friends came to him at first, all they did was just sit there with him and said nothing. Wow. Of course, they screwed it up later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the Billy Joel song, right. leave a tender moment alone. They didn't do that. <laughs> right. But right. initially, what they did was they just sat with Job, and they were just there with him yeah. in his pain. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes that's all that's that's needed. Yeah, yeah, I, I I do recall going through some really rough times as a pa- I was a pastor for many years, and I do remember being called out into some emergency situations where there was a a death in the family or a loss of of some type of thing, be it a person or <coughs> you know a home due to a fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know you're right. Some of the most powerful things was just sitting with the family. They just yeah. wanted they just wanted to know that they were going to be okay, and there wasn't a whole lot I could say. You know, hugged on a few of them. I just sat there, and just being there meant a whole lot to them. Yep, yep. And just listening, also not having any, um, not having, not having any solutions to the problem, or trying to provide any, or trying to manufacture any. But sometimes just listening to another person and letting them just vent and express. Yeah, uh, can help a lot more than anything you could say. Sure, sure. Well, okay. In order to get a real um, 
perspective on why this this was not just traumatic. This was a this is a really really tough spot for you. I know because you've shared a little bit with me. So I'm going to yeah. have you tell us a little bit about yourself first, um, and kind of what what you do in life, and and then we'll talk a little bit about your relationship with with God, and then we'll get into the nuts and bolts of. Um, maybe you know some of the things that caused the the breakup, and then I really want to concentrate today, um, as we have talked about before, is that recovery time. How did you, how did you get through that? And you're on the other side of things now, and you're doing a lot better than you were. How did you do that? So we'll get to that. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you, Phil? And what do you do? Uh, my name is Phil Donaldson. I um. I'm uh, the director of, of marketing at a, a consultancy uh, in New York City. Um, my background uh, is as an art director and marketing. Uh, first off in the um, pharmaceutical uh, industry and now in the uh, capital markets or financial services. I was uh, born in Kaiser Hospital in Los Angeles in 1957 on Sunset Boulevard. Wow. Yeah, spent my formative years in Los Angeles up until 1973, and then um, spent uh, the second half of the 10th grade in St. Louis. I spent uh, the 11th grade in Cleveland. I spent uh, 12th grade uh, in Interlochen, Michigan. Uh, My university years in Montreal for about uh, five years. Moved to New York and New Jersey, the Poconos, and back to New Jersey. Wow. You've been around. I have. <laughs> You've been everywhere, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of, uh, it's interesting, too, because my, my nature is kind of an explorer's nature. So, um, you know, having moved and li- lived in different parts of the country, I was able to uh, to experience different cultures within America. Mm-hmm. And especially back in those days, back in the 70s, where before the time when media homogenized us as much as it has now, um, you know, they were distinct, different distinct cultures in, in different parts of the country. Uh, so I learned at an early age uh, that, you know, that people did things differently mm-hmm. and that that was okay. Right. That the diversity wasn't something to be scared of. Right, right. Well, I'd learned that from Star Trek, too. Sweet. In my formative years. That's right. You're a sci-fi buff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my formative years, you know, Captain Kirk was one of my heroes. I didn't really have any uh, heroes in my, in my personal life. So um, a lot of my heroes came from, from television. And uh, Star Trek was one of the um, one of the shows or philosophies that kind of formed my my worldview. The whole idea of a future where you know everybody uh, was equal, and a future where um, people worked together to to get things done, where everyone was accepted. I think that's amazing, Phil. Logical, Captain. Ooh, my goodness! You got you got that down. I I sound like crap. You sound like great. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Well, I'm really good at doing voices. Oh my goodness! You should be doing the voiceovers, not me. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, tell us then. Um, 
you became a believer at some point in your life in Jesus Christ. How did that happen? It, it well, the process started in in Montreal. Um, throughout my life, I had been looking for uh, love. I didn't really get a whole lot of it as a child, um, and and not a lot of acceptance. So for me, I was looking uh, for love. I I grew up Catholic. Um, you know, I knew about, uh, you know, I knew who Jesus was. They didn't, I didn't quite really learn exactly who he was because I wasn't, I hadn't been taught from the, from the Bible. Right. Um, but, you know, basically from the, uh, from the stained glass pictures that were uh, up in the church, I knew, um, you know, I knew he had suffered and died for our sins, but I kind of only knew it in an abstract way. Right. Um, I'd gotten to Montreal, and I had met some folks um, from the Church of Bible Understanding. They were a cult, um, but I had hung out with them for a little while. But um, I had—I I have a kind of suspicious nature, so I didn't really—I uh, didn't really throw in my lot with them completely or for very long. So now, um, okay, when you use that term "cult," because again, a lot of the folks that are listening. Uh, maybe don't attend church. So, what's the difference between like a church that you would would refer to as a church that believes the Bible versus a cult? Because they believe the Bible too, kind of, right? Well, they they believe the Bible, yeah. Um, but there was there was more of a, a sense of um, I just noticed a, a sort of controlling, ah. um, you know, uh, controlling uh, uh, dynamic that was going on uh, with with the leadership. Right, and right. um you know people didn't quite have a whole lot of say and it was uh, you know it was like a it was like a like an overbearing parent right. it felt like an overbearing parent right and um and and having already gone through that i was very very mistrustful <laughs> yes yeah, like nah we're not doing this again <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i you know at at the time you know but it basically you know opened me up to, to reading the Bible, and mm-hmm. sometimes I'd read it and it makes sense, and sometimes I'd read it and it would be gibberish, and sometimes I'd read it and say, you're doomed! Right. It, it would seem like it was saying that. Right. But um, around that time, which was the late 70s, um, the, uh, Jerry Falwell and the Moral Majority were on TV a lot, and I remember um, hearing people say, you must be born again, and uh, speaking about uh, they they were quoting uh, John three sixteen, mm-hmm. and at the time I thought, what the heck is this? Is this uh, ch- this weird trend? Right. And so, uh, so fast forward a few few years into the future, I'm living in New York, and um, I um, I meet a, a girl at a party, and we're dancing to Motown tunes, and uh, she drives me to the subway, and we become friends. Uh, and then uh, she had um, she had eventually uh, ad- had invited me to a Bible study. She she um, admitted it later on that she was a backslidden Christian and um, she was recommitting her life to Christ. And she invited me to a uh, a Tom Skinner Bible study at the Lamb's Theater in Times Square. Wow! Yeah, this, and, this is fascinating. Um, pardon? This is fascinating. I love it. And so, um, during the Bible study, they're in the book of John. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They they happen to be. (laughs) Yeah, they have, just so happens that they're in the book of John. 
And um, of course, we get to John three sixteen, and um, and the whole story of uh, Jesus and Nicodemus, and then the concept of uh, spiritual rebirth. And it's it. It was like, oh, I heard this before. I get this now, sort of. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, um, um, as a result of uh, that and some other um, some other circumstances, um, I had uh, basically committed my life to Christ. Um, and basically, um, my friend Anne had actually led me to Christ. Okay, so so when this happened, did fireworks go off was it like a moment in time or did you did you pray or how did how did you do that because you know a lot of people say they give their life to christ but what does that mean okay well first thing you have to to realize also i it it i kind of was very very reluctant i knew to to come to christ i knew i had to at some point but i was just i was just very very reluctant even though you know, I was not happy. You know, I was afraid of all the things that I thought I was going to have to give up. The things right. I was going to, I'm going to have to lead a boring life and be right. totally miserable. And and well, also, and the the you know the the thing that you know is easier to accept than the thing you don't know. Yeah. And so God had to kind of grab me by the by the collar. Uh, there was one night I just couldn't sleep. And I, I had gotten a new job around this time. I could not sleep. I was trying everything to go to sleep. Just couldn't do it, couldn't do it, couldn't do it. And um, I finally uh, got on the phone with my friend Anne. It's like, I can't sleep. And she said, well, that's the Holy Spirit. That's God calling you. And that night she had read some scripture, and she led me in the, uh, in the sinner's prayer. You know, where I basically pretty much, you know, admitted that, you know, that, Lord, you know, I do not uh, live up to, to your standard uh, for, for holy living, and uh, I need you. Come into my life. And that night, I went to bed, and a wave of peace washed over me. Wow. Yeah, a wave of peace washed over me. Um, and um, and then um, I... Um, I I was walking for a little while. I was between two churches. Um, I hadn't been grounded uh, in a in a church at that point, so I was between Times Square Church and Brooklyn Tabernacle. Okay. Um, so I wasn't really um, in a situation where I was spiritually accountable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until um, I had gone to uh, started going to uh, a church uh, up in um, up in Washington Heights, Manhattan Bible Church. And it was there through the New Believers class that they would challenge me uh, with the Bible. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, I would, I would read, they would explain things to me. Um, and then they also um, encouraged uh, scripture memory. So through that, I was able to really, you know, be challenged not only to read the Bible, and to think about the Bible and to speak the Bible, but to to really live it, that these words actually meant something. Wow, that's that's an amazing story and and very similar to what I experienced. But I mean, I experienced that same thing where where I gave my heart over to God 
you know, hoping that he was real and wanting something because I just realized I was at the end of myself. So that was mm-hmm. very, I mean, we compl- did it in completely different ways, but definitely the same type of feeling was going on at that point. And yeah. uh, so I can yeah. completely relate. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it took me a while to surrender. I mean, I walked for a few months and then I just had gotten discouraged and and then God brought me back through um through a series of events uh by using uh, different people uh, and events. Uh, one, one place I was working, I was working in the World Trade Center at um at the um, commodities exchange and there was this uh, old guy charlie jamaican guy in the mail room everybody made fun of him but he was always quoting scripture and talking to the talking to, uh speaking the bible and we would have conversations and i worked somewhere else and a woman brought me a whole bunch of daily bread she saw that i was depressed and then it finally got to a point where a friend of mine um had uh told me about uh, a gospel musical and so I auditioned and got uh, the part of the father. <laughs> and wow. The, uh, the, the play was called Going Back Home. And uh, it was based on the story of the prodigal son, but set in an urban setting. And I played the father. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, that was like kind of like the last step before, um, before I started going to Manhattan Bible Church and then started to really... Um, to to really um, firm up my walk, and then I'd gotten involved in uh, in music ministry there, and um, um, then God did showed me some amazing amazing things. I was no by no means perfect at that point, um, and certainly still not. But um, you know, God just never let go of me throughout the, all the. You know all my fears and failures and triumphs and tragedies and that's 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 pretty amazing and what a great thing to hear i I hope it's encouraging to folks to hear this because you know we all go through seasons of turmoil, and it's always good to know that if you know when you have faith in God, it's not always perfect, obviously is it no but no, it, it's not always perfect, but it's 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 definitely <coughs> worthwhile because um after all of that it happened um um, I started going to Manhattan Bible Church in like 1987, and uh, in um, in uh, December of that year, the Holy Spirit uh, just had pushed me to call my mother, who I hadn't spoken to in 14 years. Wow. When I left Los Angeles, yeah, I left Los Angeles and didn't look back. Um, I lived with my mother and stepfather in Los Angeles, and... Um, as a reason, I was very, very, I had a lot of trepidation uh, calling her after all these years. Sure. Um, there was a, you know, there's a little bit of fear of rejection and, and that kind of thing. And I had called and um, uh, she had, it turns out she had become a believer. Wow. In the interim as That's well, so we were able to not only reconcile, you know, to, to reunite as as uh, uh, mother and son, but we were able to uh, come together as brother and sister in Christ. Wow, as well. That's pretty cool, and and that again is a is a testament to um, how relationships can be restored. Um, yes, yeah, through yeah. Faith. That's really really cool. 
And then it was on that trip, uh, I had made a side trip up to San Francisco to visit some, uh, some of my McGill friends uh, from McGill University in Montreal. And um, my brother told me about a, um, a friend of his who was going to be playing in a steel drum band in a Mexican restaurant in Ghirardelli Square. Wow. And so I went and sat with the band, and... Um, when they left, uh, this, uh, <coughs> these two women were, were left, a woman and her cousin, and uh, it was uh, the woman who was to be my, my, my future wife. And I first started dancing with her cousin and talking, and then um, come around the, the time when we, were, um, when, we were, when we were celebrating New Year's. That was New Year's Eve, so New Year's Eve 1987. When 1988 came in, I kind of thought back to the year, to how God had restored me. And I had turned to her, uh, and not knowing where she was coming from, and said, the Lord's going to put me to work this year. And she said, excuse me? <laughs> and I repeated it. Turned out uh, she, it turned out she uh, said she was a Christian. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, so go ahead. So things uh, heated up then, huh? <laughs> well, not actually, not at first. Um, she, we were both out. She grew up in in San Francisco, but she lived in New Jersey. I was living in New York at the time, and um, I came back. Six months had passed before we'd even spoken, and then um, we pretty much you know started hanging out as friends and then eventually a uh, a romance grew sure, out of that sure. so how long then you got married and how long were you married oh i was married about 17 years yeah it got had, married in go ahead it had to be really really um frustrating for you when you realized that relationship was falling apart yeah, definitely. Um, especially when she had announced that she wanted a divorce. It was devastating because, you know, I had just assumed that, you know, this is a Christian marriage. This is never going to end. Right. God's going to give me all kinds of grace. Right. And um, I, you know, especially because... You know, through the you know all the miracles that he had done to restore me, and then the miracles that I'd even seen in um, in the music ministry. Um, you know, in my naivete, I just thought, you know, you know, he was just going to, you know, just uh, zap walk. the marriage and everything was going to be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Because even uh, even in terms of him opening doors for the music ministry, um, there was one year I was asked uh, if I was going to participate in um, our church's uh, summer outreach program, New York Gospel Outreach, and I said only if God, only if you know, only if God provides the money. And um, and he provided actually, the money. <laughs> I, I had prayed. I woke up one day, you know, and uh, made prayer the first priority that day. And um, as I was working in New York City at the time, and I had walked by um, Rockefeller Center, and there was this one exit door that's kind of recessed, and I noticed something out of the corner of my eye. I went down, there was a big wad of money, and uh, it, was, it was enough money to pay for, uh, for, for, for me, for New York Gospel Outreach, and part of a... Um, Part of a, like uh, a, a young person's oh, that's amazing. Uh, way as well. Wow. So you know, with that kind of stuff, I just assume, well, God, you know, God's just going to 
make everything happen. Right. So, so when she asked for the divorce, it kind of came. Did it come out of left field? I mean, did you know you were having problems, or were you like a lot of guys that uh, um, that went what? <laughs> well, I knew we were ha- we were we were certainly having problems, and they always seemed to kind of blow over. Um, I think one of the things um, that that uh, caused the problem was the fact that we had moved w- way out to uh, the Poconos. Um, which is it was very far away um, from uh, from work. We moved like an hour. It took her an hour and a half to get to work in Newark, and took me a little over an hour to to um, to work get to work where I was working in in New Jersey. Wow! And so, um, yeah, against my better judgment, I agreed to move out there, and uh, I think that's I think that's one of the ways that I had you know contribute to the downfall of the marriage because i knew that all right i'm going to interrupt here and we're going to play the second half of the interview coming up next week but again thank you phil for being on the program and let's take a listen to a song that uh, he arranged his friend sang this and it's a beautiful song all about amazing grace enjoy It's plain to see How my life has finally changed Now that I've been made free I'm feeling safe to say There's no more captivity
That is a very, very encouraging song. And Phil, thank you so much for opening your heart and sharing from your heart um, in the interview. Uh, I, I hope that people are getting a lot out of it. And you want to come back next week because we get really into detail about the recovery process. And uh, it's really, really good, good information. But thanks for the cool song, too. That's awesome. And we're going to play a great song from him next week where he sings. He's got a beautiful voice. I had no idea. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the construction's still going on next door, so you yeah. guys can <laughs> enjoy that. But uh, thank you for joining us for the program. If you'd like to get a hold of us, we would love to hear from you. And I know Phil would, too. So if you want to send us an email, we'll forward it to him. You can get a hold of me at rick at takehimwithyou.com. Or amy at takehimwithyou.com. You can visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rick.moyer. Or facebook.com slash amy.moyer. And you can always go to our website, takehimwithyou.com. If you'd like to donate uh, to the podcast and help us, we were really blessed. The other day I was working on a project and one of our friends was out walking and walked over and handed me a check. That's a nice. That was a, very, very kind. A very nice thing. Yes, and yes. that was, it was very cool. And then the other day I had an unexpected person um, sign up and say, uh, we really love your podcast. I'm going to um, email you that, by the way. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. And they signed up to uh, do a monthly donation of of $20 a month to us. 
Wow, that's a blessing. That's a huge deal yeah. for us. And so thank you. Thank you to everybody that helps support the podcast, not just in, in monetary donations, but your comments and your ideas, um, your participation with the with the Facebook page and the and the Twitter. Uh, we just so so appreciate any of the feedback that we get, and we just we're we're grateful for prayers. That if you pray for us and our mm-hmm. family, uh, pray for the podcast as we try to reach out to a lot of people and encourage them um, in in faith in God. Mm-hmm. So with a without further ado, we're done. We're done. Um, did you want to pray for people that were listening to this podcast? Sure, sure. Father, we we lift up every single person listening to this podcast right now, and we thank you for each and every person's lives. Lord, we've all been affected by divorce some way, in some fashion, and uh, it hasn't been easy. So we're asking God for your help, and thank you for Phil. Thank you for what he's gone through and, and how he's come out on the other side doing lots better, and we're grateful to hear what has happened with him. Help us, Lord, to be able to... Uh, Get on with life and go forward. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, now Now, we're done. We're done. All right, have a great one, everybody. We'll see you next week on Taking With You, part two of our interview with Phil. Um, This has been a Moira Multimedia LLC production. Copyright Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. Mm -hmm. All rights reserved. Did you hear that? I didn't mess up once. I'm impressed. Oh, I need a gold star. Okay, now I'm going to hang the microphone out of the window so you can hear the conversations. I don't think you should. They won't know anything about (laughs) it. I think we get in trouble. Here we go. We have nice neighbors. Let's not do that. I'm going to put the microphone out the window. I think you can probably just hear the the saw. That's it. All right. Well, I'll see you later, everybody. Okay. Gildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with a new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set for the filming of Season 5, and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew 
as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of the guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kim Evie, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind-the-scenes information. Hello, Dan here. Well, you have impeccable taste since you're listening to this wonderful podcast. It's one of my favourites too. If you feel that you could squeeze another show into your regular listening though, why don't you give mine a go? It's called Out of Range and I talk about the things I love. Everything from geeky TV, classic toys and brand new technology and gadgets. You may find something you like or be introduced to something you've never heard of. Search for Out of Range in iTunes or go to the website at dangelous.com slash outofrange. I'd love to hear from you. Happy listening. Hi, my name's Al, and my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day.